All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Memorabilia Show. I am your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Please visit the website, powersportsmemorabilia.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. Well, with Panini gaining the license to now produce UFC cards, Tops held the license from 2009 to 2020, and 2021 UFC Prism uh, being released here in April of 2021, the thought comes to mind for most sports card collectors and investors, are UFC cards a good buy? In today's video, I will be breaking down things to consider before purchasing UFC cards, such as overall popularity of the sport and fighters, cards available, and overall value of cards compared to other sports. Before we get into the video, of course, if you are a huge UFC fan and a sports card collector already, picking up cards is a no-brainer to you. This video will probably be more geared towards sports card collectors who are on the fence about collecting or investing in UFC cards. Again, these are just my own thoughts. Always do your own research and what is best for you and your collection. Since the NFL is the United States' most popular sport, let's compare them to the UFC for the sake of this video. Stick with me here for a few minutes as it's important to understand where UFC is as a brand to help us better understand their sports card market potential. Yes, the NFL has been around since 1920 in its current setup, and the UFC only since 1993, so the NFL has a 73-year advantage on building a brand. However, the UFC wants to become as popular as the NFL, so they will be a good league to compare them to. Important to discuss social media followers as it shows how popular a brand and its athletes are. The NFL official Instagram account has 20.4 million followers at the making of this video. UFC, 27 million, 25% more. Tom Brady has the most Instagram followers for an NFL player with 9.5 million. Conor McGregor has the most for a UFC fighter with 39.6 million, no surprise there. 2020 revenue, NFL, $12 billion. I feel, uh, I feel very wealthy just saying that. <laughs> and the UFC, uh, roughly $1 billion. The NFL with uh, had 12 times the amount of revenue in an off year for the NFL since fans were, for the most part, not allowed to attend games in 2020. In 2019, the NFL had revenue of just over $15 billion. A 2020 uh, average TV rating for the NFL was 15.4 million viewers per game. The UFC's highest pay-per-view was UFC 246 with 1.35 million buys. Unsure of the uh, total viewership, but assuming 5 to 10 people on average get together to watch the fights, that could be anywhere from 5 to 10 million for that particular pay-per-view. Of course, nothing tops the Super Bowl in views, uh, viewers with 91.6 million at Super Bowl 55, which was the most recent one with the Bucks versus the Chiefs. While the UFC top fighters are huge celebrities and arguably just as popular, if not more popular than some of the top uh, NFL players, the NFL is just the behemoth in other areas of the sport, such as revenue, merchandise, TV ratings, and marketing deals. I would argue the UFC has a bigger future on the world stage simply because every country has some sort of mixed martial arts interest and potentially a popular fighter already competing in some sort of competitive league. The NFL can't say that. The sport is really only played here in America for the most part. 
TV-wise, you can currently watch the NFL in 181 countries and UFC in 150. Now that we have an understanding of how popular the UFC is, let's talk about the sport itself. Uh, as we know, the more often a player plays, the more chances he has to have a big game, uh, thus increasing the popularity of him and his cards. I mean, how many times have we seen an NFL quarterback have a big game and his cards shoot up overnight? I mean, look at the Kyler Murray game from last year versus the Bills when he threw that game-winning uh, touchdown pass. Tom Brady's cards after the Super Bowl win versus the Chiefs. Same thing happens in the UFC. Take a look at Dustin Poirier when he beats uh, Conor McGregor recently. Uh, the one thing that does hold the UFC back in this area is the most popular fighters only fight a few times a year. When the NFL uh, player plays 16 games in front of an average of 15.4 million uh, fans on TV. McGregor, for example, fought only once in 2020, and uh, he fought Donald Cerrone for 40 seconds. Dustin Poirier also fought just once in 2020. The amount of TV exposure, exposure each UFC fighter gets is very limited compared to the top-notch NFL player. That would be my big concern I would have when buying UFC cards is the limited number of fights. Will that hold back the popularity of their cards? Time will tell. All right, let's move on to the fighters themselves for a moment. As we all know in sports, superstars sell. Superstars are the ones everyone wants to collect and sell. They drive the revenue and viewership in leagues. While Instagram followers obviously don't tell the whole story if a player is worth collecting, they make a fair argument about who is popular and who is considered a superstar. So let's take a look at the most popular Instagram accounts for the NFL and the UFC. Top five in the NFL, number one, Tom Brady with 9.5 million followers, uh, Russell Wilson, number two, with 5 million, Cam Newton, number three, with 4.8 million, Patrick Mahomes, number four, with 4.8 million, and then also Rob Gronkowski, number five, at 4.4 million. Top five in the UFC, number one, Conor McGregor, 39.6 million, Khabib at number two, with 28 million, Woo. and number three, Ronda Rousey, with 13.2 million. John Jones at uh, 5.7 million and then Nate Diaz at 4.7 million. So as you can see, the top three UFC fighters have more followers than Tom Brady. Conor McGregor has 11.3 more million more followers than the top five in the NFL combined. So make no mistake about it, the NFL has huge superstars, but the UFC from a personal fighter brand standpoint has big superstars. All right, now that we've established uh, the UFC has superstars worthy of collecting their cards, let's move on to the cards themselves and discuss past sales, uh, what's on the market currently, and also the release of 2021 Prism, UFC's first Prism year. All right, first let's talk about past sales so we can get an idea of what these cards sell for compared to the NFL. Now, this data will be coming from uh, eBay only. Yes, cards have sold on different platforms such as Golden Auctions for various prices higher than these ones here. But just to keep it consistent, all this data will be coming from eBay, all right? So here's a, a couple quick examples. The most expensive Conor McGregor card with just McGregor on it, no dual sign items, was the 2013 Topps UFC Bloodlines Rookie Auto. It's graded a PSA 10. And that one sold for $15,000. All 
Uh, for Khabib, it, uh, he was the 2014 tops in the knockout rookie auto to eight. Sold ungraded for 10 grand. All right, in comparison, the most expensive Tom Brady card sold on eBay was a, a 2000 Playoff Contenders Rookie Auto PSA 10 for $555,000. Wow, that is a huge chunk of change. Huge chunk of change for one card. My gosh, 37 times more expensive than the McGregor card. Patrick Mahomes 2017 National Treasures Green Rookie Patch Auto to 15 graded PSA 10. Sold for $250,000, almost 17 times more expensive than the McGregor card. Now, the UFC superstars have a long way to go to catch up to the NFL superstars in terms of overall sales uh, value for their cards. However, NFL cards have been collected for decades, so it's no surprise to see them way ahead of UFC cards, which have only been produced uh, just for a little over 10 years. So given this information... Though lies an opportunity, could UFC cards be undervalued similar to the uh, soccer card market of 2019? We'll dive into that in just a bit here. Next, let's talk about the most popular UFC sets. All right, Which are the ones to collect from past years? According to HobbyLark.com, here are a few of the well-recognized UFC top sets Tops, as you may remember, uh, held the UFC license from 2009 to 2020. The knockout line has appeared uh, every year since 2010. The Tops Chrome line was produced from 2017 to 2019. However, there was not one in 2020. Uh, 2020. And the museum line has appeared in each year since 2016, but there wasn't one in 2020, just like the Chrome. For past cards, Tops is the king, obviously. However, Panini Prism is set to release in April of 2021. So let's talk about that set for just a minute. The UFC Prism Hobby Box comes with 12 packs, 12 cards per pack, 144 cards total, two autographs, 22 Prism, and 10 inserts on average per box. Same exact as football and basketball. The color blast they do is just incredible. I mean, I love those cards. Downside to this set is it appears they are all sticker autographs, so not a big fan of those. As of the making of this video, there was not a full checklist release just yet. However, there are some big name fighters in this set. I'm just hoping it's got everybody in there. Cost of this box is going to be more than $1,000. I mean, pfft. Ah, Panini. But uh, anyway, that's about $7 a card. If you've watched any of my videos, you know I'm not a huge fan of buying hobby boxes, uh, you know, hoping to get a big hit. The numbers just aren't in your favor. I'm all about buying the exact cards you are going after, a more targeted approach to collecting and investing. I do believe that this year's Prism set, much like you know other sports first year Prism set, will have tremendous value as a sealed product to hold for years to come. Uh, Panini Instant uh, is their version of uh, Tops Now. Uh, it's the brand where basically where cards are made instantly available right after a big event or a play. They're only sold for a limited amount of time. These will be kind of fun to uh, to get after like a big fight. I mean, imagine Conor McGregor, you know, Panini Instant card right after like a huge knockout win. I mean, the hype on that card will just be absolutely incredible. All right, let's move on to the fighters to collect. 
Just like other sports, uh, you know, of course, you want to be collecting the fighters that you like if you're just a collector. Obviously, that's the first and foremost thing that you want to do. But from an investment standpoint, always go after the superstars or rookies that you think will have value in the future. That's a no-brainer. The fighters I would stick with, of course, be, you know, McGregor, Khabib, Nate Diaz, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, just to name a few. Pay attention to the guys that are very charismatic, though, all right? Just like other sports, those guys sell. Other fighters to consider are some of the original legends, such as Randy Couture and Chuck Liddell. I was able to pick up some numbered Liddell autograph cards for about $50 each recently, so there are still good deals to be found. Woman fighters, you're going to have to really go after the home runs. Ronda Rousey, when she was in the UFC, was very popular among the guys. Her autographs, for example, sold very well. I would always ask yourself, would guys want to have this card in their collection before buying any woman's UFC card? Since we know the majority of card collectors are men, However, women are definitely getting into the market. Lastly, can't forget about Joe Rogan. For non-fighters, he along with Dana White are the most popular faces in the UFC. His 2009 Topps rookie card currently sells for about $200 ungraded. However, there are some decently priced cards still available. Highly recommend Joe Rogan since he is a presence at every big UFC event unlike the fighters and he also has a huge social media following with over 12 million instagram followers and of course that famous podcast all right given all this information are ufc cards worth collecting and investing in i personally believe ufc cards are still undervalued and overlooked similar to the soccer card market in 2019 Will they become as popular as soccer, football, basketball, or baseball cards? Uh, in the short term, no. All right, the, the UFC brand still has a way to go to catch up to all those guys. As we saw in the comparison to the NFL, they are just a bit behind at this moment. However, they are climbing fast. There is a huge opportunity, though, with UFC cards, given that very few have been made similar to the soccer card market. Limited supply can equal higher prices if a fighter gets hot or has a huge uh, upcoming fight. Since we know about these fights in most cases months in advance, it can make preparing for them uh, from an investment side a bit easier than say for example the Super Bowl which we only know the final two teams two weeks before the game. Side note, uh, if there is a big fight coming up and you can find cards relatively cheap, your best bet is to probably buy both fighters so you can be guaranteed a big win financially. My biggest problem with the UFC cards is the lack of fights. You just can't fight every month. Will these cards have big rises and big dips due to that? What happens if you are invested heavily in a fighter and he loses? Then you're stuck for the next 6 to 12 months until he fights again. Unlike football, where there's always next week, you could have some major wins and major losses. Outside of Conor McGregor, who I think, regardless of wins and losses, will always remain a popular fighter even after he is done fighting, what will happen to the majority of these fighters once their career is over? Will they be as popular as they were when they were fighting? That's a question you're going to have to ask yourself about each fighter you are invested in. 
If you love the UFC and are already collecting cards, then you have to be super excited that UFC is getting its first prism set. I know the price is astronomical, but if you take that targeted approach and just go after the fighters you want, you will have tremendous success. From an investment standpoint, there is opportunity here. However, you're going to have to really pick your spots. I mean, for every Conor McGregor, there are 100 U Darvishes out there. You're going to want to stick to the guys who have a huge social media presence, are charismatic, and have the potential to win some big fights. I mean, fights only happen once, maybe twice a year for the big dogs, and one loss could send card prices crashing down. But comment below, let me know, you guys collecting UFC cards, where do you see the UFC brand being in 10 years? I mean, can they compete with the likes of the NFL, NBA, and MLB sports cards? Again, appreciate you guys watching. This is the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs. And I will see you on the next episode.